You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 25. This episode is brought to you by Defender Captains, a.k.a. should have played the Powerball. Uh, uh, no, uh, I'm actually actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our usual co-hosts, my partners in fantasy, Mr. Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm exhausted, but I'm here. Yeah, I'm great. I'm happy to be back, although I really enjoyed our vacation. So. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to have you all back. And for those of you listening, sorry for the technical difficulties that we experienced last episode. I'll, I'll own up all on my end, not Blaine. Don't blame any of that on Blaine. Okay. Uh, but I am back, at, or, or Ashley. She wasn't even here. She couldn't participate in any of any of that. <laughs> Uh, but I'm back in the regular recording studio, so the quality and the bandwidth and everything should be much better, though I have not gotten my fiber internet yet. So maybe the last couple episodes of the year will have a pretty sweet stream bitrate as well, but we'll see. We're back here. Uh, so yes, thanks for putting up with that. It was, it was definitely weird, but I think we did get something out for the second half of round 24, which was crazy. Did you guys enjoy a two-week fantasy round? No, because it was really like one week spread out over two weeks because there weren't that many doubles, right? And I feel like the first half of the doubles, which we talked about as a whole group, were kind of meh. And then the real weekend was good. Um, But I I hate those kind of mini weeks. And I hate when they split fantasy up like that. I get it. I'd rather have two weeks as a round than one really tiny round where you can only have you know, six teams on your team, but um, I don't know. It just was a little lacking. And I feel like it wouldn't have been that bad if we had gotten to, to play this round. I mean, I guess there wasn't quite enough teams, but yeah. I don't know. We had a pretty good pot of players, I think, to pick from. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. And the international call-ups make it tricky. And so yeah. I always understand when they split these fantasy rounds up like this, but I don't like it. I I enjoyed it. It was a fun dynamic, but when your highlights are in the first game and everything's kind of downhill from there, it gets really <laughs> tough. That's not good. You have two whole weeks to feel bad about it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It, it yeah. prolonged the suffering there. Sure. Yep. That's, that's well, I had a one-year-old's birthday in between all of that. So it, yeah, you did. it was all good. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You all may have seen the pictures of cake being lifted overhead into face, into hair. It was amazing. Smash, smash. Good, good color scheme on that cake. Thank though. you. It was, he, he destroyed Alderaan. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but enough of that. We're here to talk about uh, recapping round 24, however long it was before we get into round 25, which is another double game week. And I'm going to get this out early just in case you, you drop or stop listening or something crazy happens. It starts Wednesday. So you need to be thinking about your teams and getting things set. And this is not one of those nice weeks where you have uh, people who you can just wait until the weekend. You got to get your team pretty much set by Wednesday. So let's talk about how everyone did in round 24. Blaine. Yeah, finished on a 79. Um, not happy with that, really. 
Uh, started off strong with the first weekend. Uh, Cornell, Nealis, and Gutman. I mean, triple up on Red Bull's defense and really hit right away. And then everything else was just kind of downhill from there. Bunch of fives and sixes. Uh, missed with the Spria. I thought he would do more with Portland there. I just had that feeling. And it ended up being Blanco got one weird goal on that one. Uh, Reynoso as a captain, also not the greatest. Um, just overall not the best week to have. Um, just fell a little bit behind the pack, I think, on, for this one. And nothing special the, except the Red Bulls defense kind of saved me with the opening shot, and I tripled up. And I don't know – I know some people did – but I don't think it was quite the big thing to triple up there. And I thought it was worth it. Best clean sheet chance and get out of the way early. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, like I said, I was on vacation, so I didn't check lineups. Um, and I got an 89, let's just throw that out there, which is not embarrassing by any means. Um, but I didn't check lineups and I'd, Decided to go with Tolkien over Gutman, and I didn't realize he wasn't starting. So I feel like I kind of, you know, lost a couple points, not a ton, but a, a couple points on myself there. Um, I, Jimmy Madronda got a goal, which really saved any Seattle defense pick that I had because I went with Madronda over anybody else. Um, so that worked out with nine. Um, but, you know, like a lot of people, Reynoso and Heel were kind of busts. Um, I captained Joel Paolo, who got 18, which was fine. Um, and then I did feel the need to rub into Blaine's face that Brian White hit both games because he told me he wouldn't, and I said he would. Now, my version of hit isn't really hit. He got an eight and a nine. But that the, the comment was, could he keep getting on the scoreboard? And Blaine said no, and I said yes, and he did. <laughs> so I'm now, please don't feel like I am endorsing Brian White in any particular way. I was just happy to be right for once because Blaine's usually more like that. <laughs> um, right. and I've never Saber. backed a Vancouver striker in a, in a, you know, hit or miss with you guys. So that was a first for me. Um, but yeah, generally fine. I, you know, if I wasn't in the happiest place on earth, I would have paid a little bit better attention to, mm. to lineups. Um, but since I didn't, I feel pretty content with what I got. Did I defend that one with you about he had been fairly consistent? Okay, there we go. Yes, go us. Yeah. And my thing, my in my defense, I said he wasn't <laughs> going to get on the score sheet twice in one game, and he ended up getting two assists in the yeah. in the second game. So he, he did. He barely proved you wrong, Blaine. I mean, he was really fine. I mean, that's that's five. That's six points compared to a five point single goal. So two assists is not really what you're looking for when you. Say, however, however, we have a new term for this, Blaine. Yeah, we we, we did this last week. Yes, I forgot. Scoring actions. Yes, two scoring actions. Ooh, I like That's that. Right. That's right. We're not always just looking for two goals. Goals and assists also work. But I would say the double assist, definitely lower on the totem pole of what you're hoping for from a forward. Yeah. Yes. I just kept him in just to prove a point. I wasn't even really. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I think for the scoring action, it is, it's ambiguous for a forward and it's kind of a forward only term. Yeah. Because Ooh, you're looking like for two of those instead of multiple goals. Because you're taking somebody like Heel looking for two or three assists. You're not looking for two scoring actions. You're kind of assist hunting there because that's what he does most. Yeah, I liked uh, what Kingdom FC has said in chat, uh, attacking returns. I think that's a good holistic view of it. When yeah. we say scoring actions, we're really thinking about two goals or assists, those two things. Because the if you missed the discussion last week, which you easily could have, the 
the conversation was conventional wisdom says, oh, if you pick a forward for a double game week, you gonna you want to hope to have a guy who's going to score twice in a game and get a brace because then it, that's what's really worth it. Otherwise, you're going to get one goal in each game. And what's the good of that? And and we brought that to based on some other conversations from Discord said, well, it's really two scoring actions, because if you've got a goal and an assist in one game, that that's also still great from from a forward. So you don't always get those points beyond shots and, and goals. But I think but Kingdom, uh, a good point, saying attacking returns, um, totally snagging that from FBL. Yeah, uh, attacking returns, that's that nice holistic of goals, assist, shots, uh, bonus. bonus points with with any any kind of passing they may do. So I think that's a nice holistic term to look for. That's the kind of attacking return you're looking for on a well-rounded forward, I think, on lots of single game weeks, a good attacking return. So yeah, no, we'll throw those into the... We'll take that from the FPL lexicon, put it into our, our own MLS and uh, make it our own. Yeah. As for myself, I was right there with Ashley with an 89, a uh, little Ooh. sigh right there. Solid. I mean, it, it was fine. My players mostly hit, had a couple of duds with fours um, on my defense, but in general, I had decent scores. I got the Gutman clean sheet. I got the, the Coronel clean sheet, so I was able to just do that early, uh, keep a roo. Uh, scrub that out with the Dallas players. No problem. I added in Fontas late because here's the, here's the reason I had to sigh. My actual note in the script says 89 could have been a 90 because I, I made a, a Fontas substitution. And so I did not get Acosta's five off my bench, but I got Fontas's four. So I went down by one point there, but it should have been more like a 97 because I ended up being like, you know what? It's the end of the season. I'm not going to hit some of the uh, targets I was trying to set for myself. I'll kind of go with some Homer stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? And I went with Brenner as well on the bench. Who got a two? I should have gone with Will Bruin. Everything in me I said you. I should have. I, know, I thought I, you would. We talked I about it. I know we did. I, I, I had Will Bruin and I was like, yeah, let's go with Cincinnati. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's fun. I don't, I haven't picked. I should have gone with Will Bruin. So it should have been like a 97, which even though if, even if I had gotten a 97, I still would have fallen short up against my head to head against Patrick who got a 99. Congrats there, man. And is now, I'm now 0-2 in the mm-hmm. MLS Fancy Hosts Insider experts league against patrick in our derbies which i think needs a better name than the reed versus patrick derby so if you all have suggestions for what my derby should be with patrick then uh, i'm open to hearing what those are but that was really fun and patrick well earned those though the first one is a bit subjective i think based on opta and skylar however that's fine should have been a draw, not bitter. Uh, looking at chat, I see a lot of people are in the same general area. We got some uh, some into high 80s, some some low to, to mid 90s. That seems where a lot of people hit this round. So I, I think for this really weird two week round, double game week, call up rotation, hashtag classic because MLS week that we had, uh, that, that's where a lot of people hit. So if you hit that area, you should be feeling pretty good about yourself because that's a solid score. Definitely for round 24. Going into round 25 seems a bit more uh, prosperous for a fantasy manager from their point of view for points because it's a it's a double game week. Again, a lot of solid matchups. People are back. Cards and, and cautions are going to be kind of weird. We'll get to that later. But let's just talk about some takeaways we had from round 24 that are going to play into thinking into round 25, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
you know, Red Bull picked up six points, but they only scored two goals. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of talked in the part one of last round episode that none of us were very hot on any Red Bull attack. Um, and I think that that kind of continues for me. Um, the midfield's unpredictable. Uh, you know, Fabio, Kamala, you never really know. I still think that they have a pretty decent defense, especially for how a lot of their defenders get offensive bonus points. Um, but to just get a one nil and a one nil for me again, Red Bull was just kind of interesting. Uh, DC and Nashville put in some solid defensive performances. I feel like both those defenses have been defenses we've paid attention to for sure recently and across the whole year for fantasy. Uh, so for Nashville to go into DC and they both, you know, come out goalless, I, I thought was kind of interesting. Definitely some rotated lineups, but still. Um, and then where did Minnesota go? Uh, I know we'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about midfielders. We debate the Reynoso Fracapon or just talk about it, but um, I didn't get to watch because, like I said, I, you know, I was on vacation, but the points reflected, the, the scores reflected for me were very surprising. Um, in both games so not not too sure what's going on there i'm sure we have plenty of our pals um who can who can fill us in there and christian and, and a couple of other guys and then it's not a hot take i feel like i'm actually coming in late with this but is new england cooling off a little bit i mean they got Bo got an eight and he'll got a seven respectable um but just not what I was expecting from them at home against Chicago, um, both in just MLS play, which is reflective of fantasy and definitely in fantasy. Um, Turner letting in two was really surprising to me. Um, so I'm not sure if, you know, they clinched the earliest that's ever existed or, or whatever it is, if they're maybe not taking the foot off the gas, but not going in as hard. Um, it's just something I'm paying attention to because I don't ever want to not have Carlos heel, but I'm starting to wonder if that version of Carlos heel might not pay out through the rest of fantasy. Um, I still don't want to play. I don't want to play him in real life. I don't want my team to play him, but I don't know <laughs> if I want to play him as a pick in fantasy. So um, definitely something I'm paying attention to. And then because I feel obligated to say it, and I know so many people want to hear me talk about the Sounders as they always do. Um, injuries really catching up to them right now with call-ups too. I think it will be better this week. I think you'll see more people back. There are hard rumors that you're going to see Jordan Morris take the field in this double game week at some point. Um, we'll see. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, Rui Diaz should be back in some aspect, but um, call-ups and injuries are definitely affecting the Sounders and it's affecting the people you would want to choose. I don't love that defense right now. Um, which includes Steph and Fry. So with more people back um, and with the call-ups, people returning, I think you'll see a more well-rounded Sounders team this next round. Blaine. Yeah, and Ashley said we'll talk about it later, but I want to talk about it now. Um, <laughs> okay. No, the, take, the, the takeaway, I mean, it, it's two points I had earlier in the year, and I kind of flip-flopped with RSL. But right now, Krylock's better than Resnack as our options. Just yeah. keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it flipped. Krylock really started the season hot because Rusnak was almost non-existent. And then Rusnak came out of nowhere and started torching everybody. And now it's kind of flipped back a little bit. 
I think they're more into a duo where they're one's going to score better one week and then the next week it's going to flip flop again. But right now, Crylock's had such a strong run of form. I think he's your option. And if you're looking at single game weeks, that isn't a bad one to shout out. Um, and then I, I went with the wrong one this week. I said I captain Ray. I've been on the Fragapane train ever since he came in. Once we saw them both get to play together. I love Ray as a fantasy player. He is good, but we go back to, we're looking for the scoring actions and for everyone Ray gets, Fraga is looking like he's getting one and a half. Mm-hmm. Or if Ray's getting the assist, it's Fraga getting the goal. Like it's just for whatever reason, the way this dynamic is working, Ray's coming in second fiddle once you get to picking one of these guys. He's, I, I've seen it majority of the time when I'm looking at him, Ray's got the lower score when they both start. I don't know why that is. It's just I'm throwing it out there as a reminder because they've got a double home game this week. It happened this week. It's, I think it could happen again in the coming week. It's just Fragapane gets the better scoring chances, the better scores once we're looking at taking a Minnesota midfielder when they're both playing. It's just, it's just what I've seen all season long. Got a kind of a question mark in the back of my head, and I think it's a little bit of both, but is Nashville's defense getting even better as we go on through the season? Or did DCU just completely fall apart in the attack? Both? Yeah. I, and I think <laughs> both. I think in that particular bit, game, both. But Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. But Nashville's defense seems to be playing really, really well, especially on the road. And DC's just a little bit too streaky for my liking. I know Kamara had a great run of form there for a few weeks. But that whole attack just seems a little too streaky for my liking at times, especially when we've got some other players there. And then a happy note for a lot of people is Philly seems to be finding their goal scoring form again. Mm-hmm. Two goals in each of the games this week. Uh, Shabilko only got one of those. So it's a little bit hit and miss on where those goals are coming from. But Philly has, has found that goal scoring form. And that's something that was severely lacking early in the season. We only looked at them for defense. And now that they're finding some goals, maybe we can start looking at the offense there and have a little bit more to choose from. Although it may be, it may be hard to predict, but I think if you kind of watch these teams, you'll get an idea of who's going to have a good showing depending on the matchup they're in. Uh, as for myself, just, just a few, you guys covered a lot of the big ones. Uh, I really want to bet well, let me start out first by saying one of the things, the big takeaways is we're starting to see the playoff picture solidify for who is in and who is out. And so you'll want to check that listing at MLSsoccer.com to see who is and who isn't. If you're listening tonight, I'll go ahead and do that for you. Uh, the teams who have been knocked out, who've been eliminated from the playoffs in the East are Chicago, Toronto, and my FC Cincinnati. And then over in the West, it's Houston and Austin. I say this because perhaps that's going to be impacting how these teams play, who they're rotating. And you'll want to pay attention to those lineups to see if those are people you're going to want to bet against or bet for, depending on what kind of switcheroos you may have set up. Uh, I say that because I want to bet against Austin so much because they've uh, they've been eliminated they've been struggling not as much as cincinnati but they have been struggling clean sheets and and, and all around Uh, but this week they're 
they're playing Houston and San Jose, which are not teams I want to bet for. <laughs> so I really want to bet against Austin, but I don't really want to bet on the team that they're playing this round. But in general, um, I'm looking at Austin as, an, again, one of the other teams I'm kind of betting against, uh, as well as some of these teams that are going to be eliminated. Our teams are going to be looking at to see how they're going to be lining up for what kind of uh, advantage I may be able to find fantasy-wise in these closing rounds. Uh, after that, uh, Ashley Blaine, are the crew pulling a Seattle with a, a late run of form after this crazy year that they've had? I mean, it looks like it, doesn't it? You know, they've had injuries and call up so many injuries, honestly, this year for them. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Maybe. I, I mean, know. That's something to keep an eye on. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Both from, a, I mean, if there's anyone in our midst who's a Columbus crew expert, it's just as hard as his number one fan Blaine. So I'm, oh, yes, of course. I'm speaking of course. first, but yes, from what, everything that I'm seeing, I think that they are going under the radar and I think that they have a really strong team and they were just so poor at one point yeah. as defending champions that we, I think, kind of forgot about them. And they are quietly making a case for themselves in form and in fantasy, I think. Yeah. And they got the clean sheet this week. It was against Miami. So there is a bit of a grain of salt that I guess we can't take with that. But if there's a game that's going to help kickstart your your confidence, uh, that is a, a nice one to have. Seeing good performances from Jossie's artist, seeing good performances from Pedro Santos, which is sort of a back and forth sometimes between he and uh, Zella Rayon. So uh, definitely, I think a team to keep an eye on after this week is the takeaway. And then finally, uh, I do believe that uh, Colorado dropping three goals on Minnesota seems more like a blip in form to me. Uh, and I still like Minnesota as a defensive option going forward. Uh, that that's a bit of a, yeah, a little, a little blip. So I, I'm not looking too much into that. I still have some confidence, especially since they did uh, a, a shutout in their next, in their second game against Austin. So, uh, I, I still do like them for that. All right, checking chat real quick. Uh, yeah, we see a comment here. I strongly agree that the playoff situation is important, and this is the coming in the coming weeks. Teams pushing to get in, teams giving up. Yes, I didn't mention that. Teams pushing to get in. That could also be important, um, especially looking at, like, New England for, for the Shield race and, and things like that. So that is uh, – I always, if you want to see some of this stuff, I'd like to head over to 538, uh, and they have a nice little – chart for predictions of making the playoffs buy round supporter shields uh, and right now it's pretty much locked up with new england they're 98 percent for a supporter shield but there's a slight chance seattle could get it and an even slighter chance that sporting kansas city could get it a lot a lot needs to happen i think even according to 538 technically cincinnati is the only team eliminated from making the playoffs that i mean if Austin were to win all of its games and other teams, but they're less than 1%. So essentially eliminated, but uh, yeah, I like to hit it with the 538 to see some of those percentages. It's, it's pretty fun. All right. Well then let's move on to our next segment, housekeeping for round 25. All right, it's time for housekeeping for round 25. As usual, starting with the leaders in the MLS Fantasy Boss network of leagues, uh, leading the MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit League, the final season for the Reddit League. Uh, we have Nawajawa over at the Discord League, have Feeling Kinda Rad, and then over at the Patreon 
open league. Uh, this is uh, Garth Butchers. And then moving on to the head-to-head leagues, uh, single winners or single leaders at each of the leagues for maybe the first time in the season. That's how competitive some of these head-to-heads are. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Discord, again, we have uh, Garth Butchers with a record of 22-0-2. That's the best record in any of the leagues that I'm I'm managing this season. Over at the Patreon, we have Sombrero FC with a record of 18-1-5. And drum roll right here a little bit of a tease on twitter matt pollard is currently leading the mls fantasy insider host invitational no longer tied with skyler uh, with a record of 18 0 and 6 and yes uh, ryan a quick question from chat uh, all of my leagues do have a, a playoff for the head-to-head leagues so uh, starting now the top eight i believe We'll start playing each other, narrowing it down into this final round. So uh, be sure to check who you're playing in and your head to head because uh, it's going to start getting smaller and smaller. And I will be looking at uh, awarding the uh, prizes based upon how that works for those leagues that do qualify for prizes. Um, And if you do want to be eligible for a prize, please, you have few weeks left, but you must sign up onto my registration document. You can access that easily over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Click on our little leagues tab, drop down at the top of the screen. Uh, If you're not registered, I can't contact you. And if I have to spend so much time trying to contact you, I'm just going to move on to the next person. That's that's just part of the deal to get a prize. Uh, So yeah, congrats to everyone who's leading right now. Only a few rounds left. Let's see if you can do it. As for the actual round 25, everything starts, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, on Wednesday, October 20th. That is just around the corner at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a whole bunch of teams. And I'm not kidding, guys. This this round, it's easier for me to tell you who is not on a double game week than who is on a double game week because there are only four teams not on a double game week this week. And every a whole bunch of them are starting at 7.30. So just check out the, the lineup there over at MLS Soccer's uh, fantasy site to check that out. But the teams who are not on a double game week are Atlanta, Sporting Kansas City, Real Salt Lake, and New York Red Bulls. Everybody else is on a double game week. The teams with a double home game week are Miami, Minnesota, Orlando, Colorado, and San Jose. And then the teams with a double away game are New England, Montreal, and LAFC. Did I miss anything? I got them all. I tried to double check that a few times. Uh, so yeah, those are the teams you're going to look at. Nobody is on a buy, so everyone is in play this week. But if you're looking for switcheroo options from a single game week player, uh, Real Salt Lake has the latest single game of the round on Sunday. So they're going to be your, your best bet if you need to make some switcheroos or scrub out some players. So look to Real Salt Lake as a option. You have other ones, of course, as well. I think the Red Bulls play before RSL, but uh, RSL is going to give you the most time that you can have if you're looking at trying to preview two scores from some people. After that, uh, as usual, we talk about injury news here, but as 
we've mentioned some before the show started. Uh, not everything's been updated from MLS's side. I'll let Blank get into that in a second. But of course, head over to the Discord chat to see all of the updates from everyone who helps participate in the the big uh, injury document that we have. Uh, you can get to that easily at MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Blaine. Yeah, I'm going to throw it to the Discord crew. I have not had a chance today to get dig through any of that. So head over to Discord, find the pinned post for the mega reference that'll have everything updated before game time and check it out there because I, I haven't seen it. I don't remember any major red cards this weekend, but I didn't get to watch as much this weekend either. All right. So, yeah, as usual, just head over uh... – Tyler Ranchinator, Christian cross, uh, X-Word, Crossword, everyone say it, puts uh, puts all that together. Those are the two of the biggest contributors to, to it, but lots of people are help out a lot. So yeah, head over there. It's in the pinned document, which once you become a member of Discord, which is free, uh, you can access that easily by going into the main chat, the MLS chat, and in the top corner near your search bar, there's a little icon that looks like a thumbtack, a little pin. And if you click on that, it'll show you the important messages that are pinned. Usually that is our Discord uh, poll, which is what we use to have our player rankings each week, which we compare to Skylar's, see how that's going. Uh, you can also see some of Blaine's pictures of his beers that he drinks in his MLS Fantasy Insider glass. But uh, that's where you can find the pins. That's where uh, double game week teams will get posted. That's where injury news will get posted. A lot of it's over there. And uh, it's good stuff. Check it out. I can't, I can't stress enough the Discord community getting close to 900 members. So it's, it's a fantastic resource and just a fun place to, to meet some friends who like to play fantasy and do other geeky stuff as well. All right, Ashley, anything you want to add as far as call-ups go or not call-ups, injuries or anything like that? No. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well then let's head over to our third segment of the show, our player targets for round 25. All right, let's talk about player targets for round 25, starting out with some of the games that we are most looking forward to. Ashley. I mean, there's a couple. Um, I, I don't, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to take the Cincy away, but I've been <laughs> to some of these Cincy games this week. Um, I am interested in anyone who is playing Miami. Anytime Inter-Miami takes the field, I'm excited to pick someone from the other team. Toronto makes me apprehensive, so I don't know if I'll really go there. Um, but they're on a double. Um, I'm just kind of interested to see how both of those games work. I'm excited for LA to go to Houston. I think that that could be a very interesting game, both for the West, but also just for points. And on the same token, I'm excited for LAFC to go to Dallas. Um, for the same reasons, things are really tight in the West, and we briefly touched on this earlier, but um, I could see a lot of teams really starting to make a push for that playoff, those playoff spots, especially teams like the LA teams, Dallas, who are more often than not involved in playoffs, but um, have kind of had some, some close seasons. And then I'm also really looking forward to both of Nashville's games. I'm excited to see Columbus come to them and then be at home. And then I'm excited to see Nashville go to Philly. I think there's a lot of fantasy implications in, in both of those games. Um, I won't talk about the Sounders games because I know that's when I become insufferable, but I am also obviously excited for those. 
Blaine. Yeah, a little bit different list for me. I like both of the Houston games myself. Um, I like the way they line up against the Galaxy at home. I just, that's a Galaxy defense that's getting better, but I still don't trust it in the speed that Houston has. Uh, could really exploit that one, and they've been they've been hot lately. So I just that makes me really excited. And then you go with Houston on the road to Austin, and who knows what's going to happen in Texas, but. I don't know. I just, Reed was talking about it. Do you bet against Austin? And I like Houston well enough that I'd probably bet against Austin and take some of those Houston guys there. They seem to have some names starting to come back in and starting to do more. And so I, I think there's points to be had in both of those games. Uh, definitely targeting Houston on those. Um, I, I like the Minnesota LAFC game a lot. I think there's a potential for a lot of points there, but potentially both ways, but LAFC is a team I've targeted against for goals a little bit. And I think the way Minnesota's playing, I think that's one that they could really exploit and run up a score. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that that's going to be one of the highlights for the weekend. And then I also like Columbus and Red Bulls. Uh, that's just a, Red Bulls are a team that has been solid. I think they got two one wins. I mean, they're getting the clean sheets going now, but I think Columbus is built to, to exploit that at home. I just, there's been a little bit of rotation with the Red Bulls. They've been playing quite a bit lately. I just, I don't know what to expect from them all the time. And I kind of think Columbus is turning it around a little bit. So they, I think this is, that's kind of matchup dependent, but I think there's a lot of potential for points there especially if Columbus's defense doesn't hold up and Red Bulls have been finding ways to get that one lone goal lately. So it's, there's a lot of potential here. So I just want to kind of see what happens in that game. Yes. For myself, uh, I'm looking forward to those Montreal games. Uh, I think they have uh, one of those bubble teams and I think they have a lot to, to play for and we could see some good, some good results from them. They're, they're on the road, which I, I never like, but uh, on the road against Orlando and then on the road against Toronto, I think have uh, some decent matchups for them, especially since that's a big derby for them in that second game. Uh, after that, uh, I'm looking forward to the Seattle game. Uh, I, th- I think that's, uh, I'll, I'll say a little bit about it, Ashley. I like that Colorado matchup, even though it's on the road. Uh, you had some success earlier this season with with that match. And uh, I, think, I think that could be good. They also factor into some of the, the fantasy maneuvering I'm considering. So I'm definitely interested in that. And then, yeah, like you guys, I'm also interested in a national game. I'm actually actually interested in those Houston games more from a differential point of view, because they are out and I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, Nashville, I both on the road, which is always a concern, but uh, they've been doing well. They've had some success on the road. I think what Mukhtar was doing better on the road than at home at one point. Is that, is that still, is that something? I don't know. I didn't check that before, before we started, but they've had some success. Well, let's move on to keepers, defenders, and clean sheets, question mark. Blaine, what do you got? Yeah, I, I don't know that I like the clean sheets this week again. I mean, maybe Colorado. Um, that first game against the Sounders has me interested in a clean sheet. There's a lot of rotation for the Sounders. Um, Colorado's defense is playing really well. Seattle going to play at altitude, depending on who they take, who they start. Rui's been hurt. Uh, Joao Paulo's been rotated some. It just it, it really depends on that lineup, and so. But I'm I'm liking that. It's probably one of the stronger clean sheet shouts. 
Uh, maybe Nashville, Philly, both of them played a little defensive on the back end in that second game. I just, but I'm just not seeing a ton of clean sheets again. That's probably my strongest one. So that's why I've got Yarborough in there as my, as my goalkeeper right now. Um, not sold on that at all. Really, the second game is so late. There's not a good switch to make if you want to go somewhere else either. So it's kind of a set it and forget it type of thing. Um, other name that's shown up just because of some of the streaky performances that are coming against them is Matt Turner. Um, I'm, I'm kind of waffling on that. I may throw Turner on the bench to start with and try to watch as much of the D.C. New England game as I can. If D.C. doesn't look like they're pressing at all, I may just leave Turner in there and hope for that clean sheet if he's if he's held it because he got about an hour and a half gap between the kickoffs of Turner and Yarborough. So I could see uh, roughly 60 minutes maybe once you get halftime in there, maybe a little more than that and get a feel for it. And I don't mind the second Turner game. It's on the road to Orlando, but Orlando's so streaky anyway. I just, I think you're kind of picking your best option at two games and hope for something good to happen here. I, I don't see a lot of luck trying to game the system and get an early Saturday game and then switch to one of the single game week teams. I just don't like those single game week teams enough on the back end. They're all on the road. So looking at looking at those guys and then defenders, uh, Wagner when he's playing, a lot of bonus points, a lot of set piece opportunity. Um, Zimmerman's getting on some set pieces, getting a lot of bonus points, taking two bites at the apple on those two guys. And then maybe a little bit of an odd name, a guy I've liked. I like the matchups here. I think there's a potential for some offensive potential. And that's going back to Bravo with Portland. Um, Colorado is another one of those. It's not scoring goals as consistently. They don't have the names that you're looking at. And so maybe they can pick up a clean sheet at Colorado, but I just, I could see him really getting involved in the attack against Vancouver too. A little bit of a differential pick, but I think he could pay off really big because he does get forward a lot more than some of the other wing backs. And he's been pretty good at doing it so far and picking up those bonus points. So definitely playing the bonus point game and trying it out with a few different names this week. As for myself, uh, I am not really banking on clean sheets. I, I don't like a lot of the clean sheet chances because of some rotations, because of playoffs, both rotating for freshness and rotating because you, you can at this point. So a lot of question marks. Some of the maneuvering I'm going over in my head, seeing a lot of talk about Willis and Turner in chat. I may have misspoke a little bit earlier. I think I said Nashville had had two away games with their their split home and home and away. New England has two away games. Uh, New England plays at seven thirty on Wednesday, and then they play the last game at seven thirty on Sunday. So if you're going to go with Matt Turner, you you may just put him in as your only keeper and just roll with it and, and hope based on some of the quality of uh, new england that you you get lucky against orlando or against dc which both teams have potentials to score i mean ola kamara dk lot, lots of options there that that can happen so i i worry about that and i'm not huge on new england because of that i think you have some better options uh the nashville with with willis is something else that i'm potentially looking at columbus had, had a good game last week but could see how that form carries over for this round especially against a better defense 
than than Miami. So that that's pretty good first game. They're eight thirty on Wednesday. They play their second game at seven thirty on Saturday against Philly. Which, as as we mentioned earlier, they've been scoring more, and uh, Nashville can concede, especially on the road. That that could that could happen. So they're not impenetrable. Uh, but that that's probably a good shot for the double keeper. If you do that, you again sort of lock yourself into what your keeper Rue option would be. Um, and that would simply be nobody. Uh, you, you wouldn't be able to do another. So that would be another set and, for, set and forget sort of keeper. Potentially, I guess you could do something if you had Nashville or Turner and you got a clean sheet in the first game uh, or they didn't get it in the first game, you could switch it to one of the snow game week teams who are coming up uh, later in the round uh, for, for Nashville, that would just be, you could, that they play at eight 30 and then you have Portland and Vancouver, Seattle, or sorry, San Jose and Austin later. So you could still do some stuff at the beginning, but I'm uh, <sighs> Portland has had some success. Vancouver has been scoring. So I'm not confident in a clean sheet there. Uh, San Jose might look like a good option because we've been talking about the struggles of Austin, but San Jose has also been leaky. Austin has shown the ability to be able to score. So I, I don't like them as your backups. The the one crazy thing I've also thought of, I'm just trying to throw out options right now is you can preview two scores. If you go with Seattle, uh, you can see Seattle's game against Colorado, which I, they had success against Colorado earlier, maybe on the road, they could do it again, uh, but you have the Seattle at Colorado. And then on Saturday at three 30, you have Seattle at home against sporting Kansas city, not the ideal second match against sporting Kansas city, who has been doing well uh, scoring by consensus there, but you can preview both of those games before another single game week team starts. Uh, you'd be able to have the red bulls if you wanted to, uh, against Columbus Crew, that's on the road. Not sure, but they had a strong showing last week. They can maybe go with Gutman again if you wanted to. Uh, but you have Red Bulls as an option, and at the very latest, uh, you could also maybe go with Real Salt Lake, who's playing against Chicago. Maybe uh, get some luck there, but um, it becomes kind of difficult. So this may be around that if you're looking at a goalkeeper. Keeperu, it might be better to just go with the first game and then see someone who's going to play in the second game. Unless you are comfortable with a single game week keeper as your first keeper, and that opens you up for some of these later options. Or if you wanted to do something crazy, you could look at Guzan. You could look at Atlanta. Atlanta is getting ready to have a three game home run. Uh, one this week and two next week, I believe. Uh, but they're playing against New York City, which has been New York City FC, which has been struggling some. You could try that as your first double game week option as a single game week keeper, see what happens. And then you have a lot of options. You could go with Atlanta and then go with the Red Bulls and see if you get some of that. If lightning strikes twice, you could go with Atlanta. You could go with a Portland or a San Jose or someone else. So any of those other options I mentioned, but Atlanta is a very viable uh, single game week keeper option i think for this round uh well that was a lot longer than i thought i'd talk about uh, goalkeepers but i really wanted to sort of dive into some of the various options uh as far as defenders goes i think you guys mentioned it uh andrade right there with seattle i don't know i'm looking at that but rotations actually as, as you can speak to better than i think any of us is always an issue with seattle and that's always a big question mark there if you do want to go with someone from new england think they're going to have some success on the road you have your options. I think Jones is maybe the highest scoring one, but you could easily look at somebody else. Um, Zimmerman, 
the uh, bossy over with Minnesota. Like I said, I think they're still a very viable defensive option. I have some good tacking options there. And then check out with Columbus. If lightning is going to strike twice and see what happens, maybe Mensa, maybe one of those other defensive options there. Uh, they've not been in the lineup for a while. Could be a good differential in a head to head. If you're playing for one of those playoff spots. Uh, so yeah, a few different little names to throw around there. Uh, looking over at chat, uh, a lot of people looking at Orlando as a potential differential. I think they have a guy on red, don't they? I don't believe so. No. See, that's a... the, the defenders that you would pull from from them, I believe, are are applicable. If that makes sense. Like they threw on Johnson. Yeah, Carlos. No, I thought Carlos might have been on a red card, but but I think some of that stuff was maybe wasn't updated when I was looking at it before. But uh, yeah, Carlos is another good option right yeah, there. If you I think Ruan as well on the wing is a, is a good call. I mean, they are two home games, but they're Montreal and New England. So yeah. um, I, I would love to throw a trustee or Estevez out in there as well for Colorado. We skipped me, but I let it happen. I did. Um, it's okay. I always pause because you always do the transition, but then sometimes um, I pause too long and you think I already went, and that's fine. Um, I guess I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> I know you are. That's why I never say anything. But that's my only – the only players that I'm really looking at that you guys hadn't said is is Colorado, um, and some of that is, is the Seattle of it all. Um, I don't like to root against the team I love, but – I will if it gives me fantasy points. So um, I, th I think that if you're looking at Colorado, those are the two players that, that I like the most. And then I also was tinkering with Ruan, um, considering that I think it might be a little bold, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a good shout. Very Spencer pick. So Spencer. He definitely had them. All right. Well, let's talk about midfielders and, and just take it, Ashley. I'm just going to do all of them. I'm going to say them all. So say them all. And then you can't um, be wrong. I think, would we all agree that Mukhtar was probably the first person we put on our team? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I like him this week, no matter what. Um, I'm also considering Lucho Acosta. And before you talk me out of it, I just like that matchup. I don't like Cincinnati. He's burned me. They've burned me. It's never a safe bet. But I like them at home against Chicago. And then I like them going to Miami. So the matchups are what appeal to me. Lucho Acosta doesn't considerably appeal to me, if that makes sense. Like, I worry about him, but I like the matchup. So I'm not fully locked in on him, but when looking at it, that jumped out to me. I think I'll, I'll keep Joel Paolo this week. Um, you're not getting anybody else back in the midfield to make him play worse. And to get a, a nine, I think that that's just fine. Um, I think he has a bigger ceiling than that. He tends to perform well at home. He always plays better when Christian Roldan is next to him and Christian Roldan will be back from international duty. Um, I, I think he's a player worth having. I don't know how I feel about Carlos Heel. I'm considering fading him with the matchups, but the minute you do that, he'll turn into the heel of old. So for me, for my money, I think heel is more of a bench play for me this week, just in case. Um, but I'm not quite at the point where I feel comfortable just like taking him off my team. And then I'm going back and forth between Frag and Ray. And, and I know that Blaine will have more to say about this, but to me, I feel like Frag and Ray is kind of just point chasing. I feel like 
when we've really talked about Minnesota as a whole through most of the season, when both have been healthy, Reynoso is still the more dynamic player who produces more extra additional points. Um, I don't know with his recent form of just a few games that I think he's the better pickup, but I also don't feel super confident in Freg because he's been in and out and in and out and in and out. So that one I'm really kind of going back and forth with, but I do feel like it's important to have one of them. Um, I would never go both. And then I'm, I hate to even say it, I am considering Michael Barrios, but I would never tell Reed that. So Reed pretends that I, you didn't hear that. You're welcome to tell me. I'm just, I just can't do it. I, I know. Just, I, it's more of a bench play for me too. Um, and you, you know, we only have so many bench spots, but I'm considering it. Blaine. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have Mukhtar in my current draft of this. I've toyed with it. Yeah, I've toyed with it. I've got heel in there. Mm -hmm. I kind of have those two fighting for a spot. It's just the way I feel about the week and the way it's going. Um, I'm kind of back on the Columbus train right now. Um, Santos being back, Reed hinted at earlier, Santos being back has really changed the dynamic of this attack going forward. Um, having him in is helpful to the team as a whole. Uh, Zard is back and healthy is has been good. So I'm 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 torn. I want to see the lineups uh, between Zella and Santos for Columbus, but I'm I think one of them is getting the spot. Um, team Fragapane all the way. Um, it's there's numbers to back this up. They both played. Uh, the last the last five games they have played, Ray has a three, a six, a two, a seven, and a fifteen. That fifteen stands out really well. But in that same time, in those same five games, uh, Frag has got a nine, a six, a four, a ten, and a thirteen. So the fifteen was offset by a thirteen. Everything else has been two, three, four points higher across the board. You got to do that same look with Pedro Santos, though, because Pedro Santos hasn't gotten more than three points in a game, and he's played plenty full 90s. He hasn't gotten more than three points since round 15. Oh, no, no. Oh. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm just that, going back to that for you. I, yeah. I feel like that's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels like point chasing, yes. Um, I have his numbers up, too. Yeah. And outside of this last week where he got a 17, he got a zero in 83 minutes. But that includes a penalty miss and a yellow card. So he picked up the minutes minutes played plus a bonus point. Yeah. And then the Montreal game in 90, he got another three. Yeah. So I don't know that he is the play, but him being back with the team is really changing the dynamic going forward. He never went anywhere, though. When he missed two games because he was hurt. He's been there the whole season, and he, they've been moving him oh, yeah, around I, everywhere. I thought he had been hurt a lot more. He was hurt earlier in the season, I thought. Yeah, no, he's only been hurt. He came in as a sub, and then he missed one game. He, they've huh. just been moving him, right? Caleb Porter's been yeah. in, different, in different roles. So. Weird. I, just, I must have just been missing him <laughs> altogether, yeah. I just don't want you to point straight. I'm just and, looking But the bigger, the bigger thing is Zardes is back and healthy. Oh, yeah. And, and so, yeah, so I'm – for that one, I've got Zella in there right now. I kind of want to see what Santos can do and where he lines up, but I've got it on uh, Zella in there now. Um, the Fragapane versus Ray numbers, they speak for themselves. He's outscoring him by two or three points every game that they've played together, except for the one, and he still got a 13 when he didn't get the highest score. 
which is astounding to me. It's just, I don't know. People are going to keep watching Ray because he passes the eye test, but Fragapane just keeps getting the points. We were, I mean, we're talking scoring actions versus facilitator and the scoring actions are all lining up one way on this. I, it's just hard to break away from that and say, we're going to go with somebody else. So, and then I've got Mihailovic in there. I know it's double away, but I like it. I like the way he's playing. I think these are solid matchups where he can get some points. Um, I don't think Orlando's defense is that good. Um, and then Toronto's defense is absolutely terrible. And that's a rivalry game. And I know we are, we're always cautious on rivalry games. But given the way those teams are playing and how bad those defense are, I'm expecting that to be one of those 4-3 shootouts that they've had before. I just – I want to see it. And uh, it was pointed out to me in on Facebook this week that Mihailovic uh, passed Piatti's single-season assist record this last weekend. He's like, what, 14? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he broke Piatti's single-season assist record for Montreal. So – you got a kid that's in form like that playing well. I'm just going to ride with him. I he's every time I've taken him this year, he's had a solid score. I think the double game week is worth it. And then my bench spot is uh Pico for Houston. I just think, I think Houston's going to find a way to score some goals again. He's been involved a lot lately, not as much as last week. So I'm hoping he comes back around on this one, but I really like the way he's playing. I re- and I really like the double LA matchups here. Uh, Houston playing against both LA defenses is probably a very good thing for fantasy points. And so I'm going to try to bank on that one. Houston goes to Austin. Or, no, it's Austin. Sorry. Yeah. It's one LA. Somebody else has got the double LA. Mm-hmm. Dallas. I think. Yeah. I asked yeah, myself. Even oh, Austin's a bad, even Austin's a defense I would bet against right now too. So. As for myself, uh, Mukhtar. I also have JP, but are you not worried about rotations, Ashley? They really want first. So I don't, I'm not as worried about rotations as I have been in week past. But yeah, I mean, Seattle is a, is a team that tends to rotate, but I don't know if they can afford to rotate as much as they have before. I, that's very lineup dependent for me. I mean, th- what time is that game? You would definitely want to back up. I ha- have one in mind, but. For that first game. It's nine o'clock. Yeah. So, I mean, you can really only pull from, you know, when you see lineups, you could really only pull from, you could still do any of those, what looks to me to be a five o'clock game. So, sorry, what's that? Eight o'clock. When lineups come out, you could pull someone from one of those games, the 530 games, Houston, LA, Nashville, Columbus. You could still, you'd still have time to slot in before those games started, but I mean, yeah, there's a chance you could kind of. For Seattle, I mean, Seattle plays at at uh, nine Eastern, so what six six Pacific, yeah. And and you're not going to be able to preview that full game before more teams are locked. So you'd be, you no, you, you would. I, my point is just lineups. If you you oh just, sure you, oh sure 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 sure. He's not going to not start at home. So if he's starting in the call in the Colorado game, then you're then you'd be fine. But if he's not starting, you could still pull from Houston, LA, Nashville, or Columbus before yeah. if that. if we get the lineup an hour before. <laughs> they tend to. It's not you guys Nashville are pretty good. No, you guys are pretty good. You're pretty I, good. Was, I'm gonna, I like your I'm Miami with their animation. If 
if Sporting had won yesterday, I would say they probably wouldn't rotate him out. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly see him sitting the first game just with the history Seattle's had with him this season. Mm-hmm. He sits the first game almost every time, unless they're coming off of a long break. Um, Seattle's, what, five points clear? And the weekend game is Sporting? Like, you're going to rest him and go full speed into Sporting because if you win that weekend game, regardless of what happens, you're pretty much locking up first place at this point. Correct. It's going to take a big falter. I don't see Schmetzer running him out midweek and risking tired legs. I think he wants to hit that sporting game at full speed with everybody, hundred percent rested. And I just, I see rotation. That's why I wouldn't even consider him. The game's too late. If they were one of the first games playing on the East coast to start with whatever, yeah, maybe, but not playing that late in the week. I don't think you have a good enough fallback for him. I would just be surprised to see them run the kids out in Colorado. Is is we'll I mean we'll see. And yeah. I, mean, I I I agree with everything you said. I also just am not super confident that he gets rotated. Of all the people that would or will get rotated. Yeah. Turf and altitude in Colorado though. Yeah. I mean you, you maybe they're not turf, but still that they're altitude. not turf. They are altitude. altitude, though. Christian, you know, missed time because he was with the national team. He didn't play. So I could see them doing Atencio and Christian instead of Christian and JP. But I just don't know. The Schmetzer's whole tone is very much that they want that first round by. So we'll see how reflective that is in his lineup. I think JP on your radar read is good. Um, but a backup is smart. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, Fafa would be a good backup if you're looking at, at Houston, uh, not as consistent, but uh, he has had uh, some moments of brilliance right there. I mean, you could, this is where you could have a Columbus. Yeah. I mean, this is where you could have some, some Columbus play come in. If you aren't already going to be having one of those guys, you still have some time there. And then you could even look at those later games. Uh, if you weren't looking at Gould, another guy who, yeah. um, you know, I have on my list that could be someone you potentially go with. I mean, you could even go the other way. If you don't like JP, if he's gone, you could go with the Colorado player. That's when you could look at he who should not be named or price or somebody like that. So um, you, you do have options to go. Uh, I, I like, we talked about it already. I think you covered it well. Uh, the Minnesota options, one of those guys, Fragapane right now. So I have Fragapane as well um, for, for that option. If you go with Columbus, I think Zella is the better play. Uh, like you were saying, just the consistency of Pedro Santos. Some of that has been, though, he's just been all over the place, filling in where needed, which is a great credit to him, uh, but is usually going to be uh, Zellerion. Though with Zarda's back, that was some of the bump Zella was getting when he was playing that more forward position, being like that that false nine or straight up being a striker or whatever. He was getting some of those better shots. So Zardes does take a little bit away from that. Uh, and then I will give a shout out uh, to Gene, who is completely betting against his New York City. Yeah, there's no reason you can't look at Atlanta again for a midfield option right here. Uh, New York City is has been struggling on defense as well. So, yeah, Gene. Um, sure. Uh, I, I think I like the double game week guys a little bit better than Atlanta. On the goalkeeper, It's it's almost – Sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, sure, go ahead. I'm, I'm going with a goalkeeper who may have two games, which does going to be a little bit better for a shot of the clean sheet, but some of the clean sheet chances just look so little anyway. 
the single game with guys about as good of a, of a play as others. Midfield, I don't know. I think he got some good options. Uh, Mihailovic, I definitely have him. He was one of my ads pretty, pretty early on just based on his form. Uh, and I think of away games, he's, he's got two decent ones. And I also think uh, Galt has good, decent ones uh, for, for away with, with Vancouver. I mean, I, I think against um, Portland has opportunity. And I think against San Jose also has opportunities. I mean, that's a Cascadia game for, for Portland. So there's a, there's good potential, I think, for, for Gould to, to have, have a good showing on the road. So totally. I see any other mentions. Oh, and I guess I'll weigh in as well. I am not going with heel. I think this is kind of a dangerous game. Uh, I saw a good conversation on discord where they were talking about with heel playing with Buchanan and having Bo on the field eats a lot into his production. And with that being the dynamic now that we're seeing post heel injury, uh, it has been reflected in fantasy points. So I don't think it would be a bad play to fade heel this week. Uh, you could potentially have him being a switcheroo, but I like, I, I, I don't know. I think you, I think you could fade heel and it'd be okay, which is kind of a, a scary thing to say sometimes. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to forwards and to make up for my previous wrong, Ashley, start us out again for forwards. I mean, I'll take it. Um, I like Chicho from LAFC. I really go back and forth about him, but I like him this week. I like their matchups this week. I like the form he's in. Um, I like Pepe. I just, I don't know, guys. I've just been really on that Pepe train. Maybe it's the FC Dallas social media persuading me and how much they hype him, but, um, you know, Dallas needs it. Uh, so I'm, I just am kind of inclined to, to pay attention to him. And then, you know, I know Blaine will, will say it, and I, I don't even want to steal from him, but obviously Jossie, player of the week. Um, he's Like Blaine said, he's getting healthy. He's back in form. Um, I think that he is a, is a great pickup. I think there's a lot of strikers that you could make a case for this week. I feel like, um, you know, more Ernest Goda, I think are good shouts. I'm not going to do it, but I wouldn't judge someone who would pick Brian White back up. Um, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's some decent forward options outside of what I just said, for sure. You know, DK, um, Quintero maybe, but those are the players that jumped up to me. Um, I don't feel comfortable in Rui Diaz's injury status enough to, to pick him up for a double. Um, I would, if he was healthy though, with these matchups. So that those are the three I'm running with right now. Um, I kind of feel like Christian where I have three right now, but I have a list of like nine. So. <laughs> yeah, this week's weird because a lot of the guys that you would initially think of are injured, potentially not starting games, getting some rotation, got some weird stuff going on. Uh, but not Zardes. Zardes first player added to my team this week. <laughs> Had to do it. Um, uh, the only the only uh, forward I'm actually going to start, my other two are on the bench. Um, a name I expected Ashley to say that I'm going to go back with is I like Tati this week. I don't like him right now. You know I love him. I know. And I yeah. just – Atlanta's Atlanta's defense is a little streaky, and that's a road game. But I like that home matchup against D.C. I just – I don't know. 
gambler's fallacy, I think he's due. I, I think the double game week is a good chance to get him back on the score sheet. And I just, like I said, I don't like a lot of these options. I, Rui Diaz is a rotation risk if he's even healthy enough to play the second game. Um, you're, you're looking at first place in the West without him right now. Uh, Bruin is playing really well, so why rush him back if he's hurt? Like there's, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff going on. Lots of question marks. Uh, Pepe flirted with my team a little bit, but then if you didn't see, he put in a formal request for transfer today. Mm. They're not going to not play him, though. You think? Depends on yeah. If they're making, if it depends on what I don't know what countries can still make moves. Um, Wolfsburg had apparently been put an offer in for him. I don't know if they can still pick up players. Yeah, I think I asked um, one too. It, I don't know that it's going to make him not play i don't think dallas would hold him out unless he requested to be held out to stay healthy but now he's got all that going through his head too plus national team height plus all of this o'brien's been playing well ferreira has been playing well there's not that they need to rotate not that they should rotate but there is a potential for two other guys to really step up so it's kind of a scoring by committee type of thing it seems like somebody gets a brace but it's never the same guy twice and yeah. so I'm a little hesitant there. I think I'm point chasing with the Rongo on the bench. Uh, it's two road games, but it's I don't I don't see why that's a bad shout to make at this point. Last time he had two road games, and we were like, he's done really well, but can he do it on the road? He scored a goal in both those games. He didn't do anything crazy, but he produced. So yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm looking at his road form. And he's got two goals on the road, and that was that double game week. They're both PKs, but they were still goals. Like yeah. Points and when you, yeah, and when you're taking PKs, that's huge. And he yeah. earned a lot of PKs, too. So it's yeah. it's kind of a – I don't like this week for forwards. I really don't. Um, it's so bad. If they were in any better form, I thought about Higuain. So bad. Don't do it for me. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's a horrible, but that's how bad this week is. And it's because yeah. Toronto's defense is – garbage mm-hmm. and fc cincinnati is better than toronto on defense but i don't know how much so yeah, it's let's, let's not go crazy here like if yeah. yeah if you tell if you were to tell me that we would have a team that's playing twice at home against toronto and fc cincinnati and we're not taking their starting forward i'd say you're crazy and this is the one opportunity we might actually not take a starting forward against that lineup of games Uh, good conversation. Look forward to the switcheroo section. Uh, for me, I was looking at Pepe as an option. I did not know about the transfer quest. Definitely wanted to keep an eye on, uh, I Gola Kamara as, as Ari would say, I, I think that's a name to, to look at this week at home to new England, not the best game, but it is a road game, uh, and for, for new England. So, um, you never know what could happen with, with DC. Ola does get opportunities. And then that second game, maybe the one I like better against uh, New York City. I know you're talking about Tati maybe at home against DC. Uh, DC against New York, I guess is what I'm just going to counter right there. Uh, that uh, I think could be a game that that Ola has opportunities in as well. Maybe not the, the best option going forward. Um, 
Other than that, I, I think you've mentioned some of the, the backups I was looking at. Zardes, potentially Bo as a switcheroo on the road. Uh, you never know. There could be some opportunities there. Uh, and this may be a better for a switcheroo option, but uh, Quintero could be a decent backup uh, mm-hmm. for Houston. Uh, like I said, I was, I'm wary of targeting teams, of targeting the teams who are playing against Austin this week, but uh, Quintero has a good, good history. Uh, they had some success last week. Austin has struggled, so that could be an interesting switcheroo option right there. Otherwise, you guys have covered, I think, some good ones. Um, it would be a nice story for Miami to get a to get a good win against Cincinnati with Higuain after some of their after uh, their coach was fined for his comments against against referees. But uh, kind of, I don't know. And I guess we'll just round it all out. If uh, in honor of Gene, you could also look at J Mart. I guess if you wanted to go with a single a single game week player, right there. We'll just we'll just do the the romp through the Atlanta roster for potential options right there. Uh, let's see here. I think over at chat real quick. Don't see any options. Well, let's hit up the the switcheroo then. And uh, Ashley, I see you're still typing. So Blaine. Yeah, Iguain was my switcher. One of my switcheroos for the week. I just, if you want to do something crazy, um, I don't think he's going to end the season without scoring at least one or two more goals. Uh, home versus Toronto and FC Cincinnati are definitely opportunities to score those couple of goals uh watch it be one in each game and him not be worth taking this week but i don't know i just i feel like we got to talk about him or he's going to go off and nobody's going to have him and then we're all going to be kicking ourselves so that this just makes me feel better when i don't take him um i've tried to jinx him as best i can ashley did you hear mine the other day i said his name like four times in a row and then said okay we're good now he won't score yeah yeah, it's just we got to talk about him or he's going to score. Yep. And then the other one I like, uh, Reed, you talked about him, is Quintero for Houston. I, I think the matchup is good. His last three are uh, 15 and 8 and a 5 going backwards. Um, so I a little bit of point chasing coming off of a 15, but that 8 sandwiched in the middle there and playing against good ones. My worry on this one is rotation for him. I don't know that he starts both games. Um Thankfully, the first game is at home, and you will be able to see that one to make it make a switch. He might be the closest one to displacing Arango on my team. If I see LA line up in a way that I think is beneficial and Houston comes out full strength, um, maybe I switch to him there and drop Arango. I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at Houston to try to blow up. I am trying to make up some ground in the overall rankings. I'm not in Champions League, so I'm looking to – play some stuff, try a few different things and see if I can't find a better way to start snagging multiple scoring actions instead of the guys like Arango. They think, yeah, I think he's good for a goal a game. He's a safe pick, but I want to try to do better than just the safe picks right now. And so I don't know, Quintero's the other one and I'm really flirting with putting him in there over Arango right now. Ashley. Yeah, I have more, so bear with me. I think I don't, the consistency of Sotelo starting is what concerns me. I feel the same about him as I do about Lucha, where I think the matchups are interesting for fantasy, but I don't trust the team enough to pick him. I think for me, Fafa is kind of a switcheroo option. 
I don't love his consistency or Houston's consistency enough to, to make him a, an all out pick for me. And then because of rotation, I'm also going to throw out Kellen Rowe and Josh Tencio. Kellen Rowe put up like 14 points in the first game of the double for Seattle last week and then got rotated. Um, he came in, but in a, kind of a different position. And Josh Atencio doesn't score goals, but he picks up pretty consistent bonus points. And if Joao Paulo is out for that first game, I, I think he's an interesting option um, for the Seattle midfield. I also think players like Chofis for San Jose, who's on a double and playing not fantastic teams at home. Um, and then DK as well, who is playing two home games. Um, I think you could throw Nani into the DK conversation as well. Those are some players that I don't feel like I have to have, but I kind of feel like, well, should I consider them? If that makes sense. Not so much Kellen Rowan and Tensio. I think those are kind of out there. Those are people that Spencer will probably pick up and like captain. <laughs> um, but Chofis, DK Nani, I think are some kind of interesting differentials that I'm toying with um, in my switcher spots. Uh, I am just basically looking at Houston and Atlanta guys as switcheroos. Uh, I know I mentioned some of them during the main section, but for me, they're really sort of the, the switcheroo options. Um, one being a single game week team and just the other little, little unsure about, but I think Houston has some potential might be point chasing, but uh, some, some potential with, with uh, some success of the last few weeks. So um, that those are two that I would add. Otherwise you guys have some good ones. And finally, I know, I think we've all kind of avoided it because we're not really sure, but who is going to be your captain potentially for round 25 Blaine. The smart play tells me it's Fragapane. Go with the midfielder. Um, I think he's probably got the most upside, double home, all of that. Um, picking up the bonus points pretty consistently, getting on the scoring sheet more often than not. But my gut says just this is the week to go Zardes. Just go all out. And you haven't done it all year. Blake. I know. I haven't done it all year. He's been hurt and out of form and national yeah. team. It's just I don't know that I'm going to get a better better week to do it. I like it. It's. I think I have to, especially with that Red Bull game on the back end. Yeah. But my gut says, or my my head says, Fragapane. Um, but my gut wants to go with Zardes so bad. Contractually obligated. That's that's the situation we're hanging yeah, out. Yeah, you're Actually. running out of weeks, so choose yeah. it. And my, and my team is named after him this year. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, has to. Yeah. Ashley. Um, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards Mukhtar. I know what his points look like the past three weeks. I'm not ignoring it. Um but I'm I'm I that's just where I'm leaning. Um, you know, I saw people talk about Chicho last week and he produced well. I'm not gonna captain a player who has two road games, that's why I won't captain Carlos Heel. Um, but I'm not as sold on, on Frager, right? They didn't pay off for anybody last week. Um, so right now I'm, I'm leaning towards, towards Mukhtar, but also not sold. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm looking at two players, either Mukhtar or Fragapane. Uh, one of those, one of those two players, uh, a, a midfielder, I guess that's where I'm, where I'm going after. So probably one of those, one of those, uh, no, no, not even, not even thinking about a forward subtitle of this podcast. 
I have, I, I'm not, so I, I'm hard anti-captain defenders. Uh, you all should play the Powerball. I, to, to the multiple people who messaged me about captaining uh, Guzman, awesome. You go, you, I'm so happy you did that. You should have played the Powerball. That's, that's what you should have done. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm hard no for captaining anybody in the defensive unit. I prefer midfielders because of the wider range of points potential that they have. And I'm just so scared to captain forward is really what it comes down to. Um, but Ashley, if your dog was a forward, I would captain your dog. So So stealthily, you know what his name is, right? Uh, no. Wando. Wando. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, Captain ACW. He's a striker. ACW. There we go. Your dog. Uh, well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening with us tonight. Again, games are starting on Wednesday, so be sure to get your lineup set and pick your captain. We'll have more information coming out throughout the week on MLSFantasyBoss.com. But before I go too far ahead, uh, Blaine, do you have anything to mention as plugs? Uh, yeah. Um, I tweeted it out for him, but if you guys haven't checked him out, the MLSDG podcast is always fun they started up this year uh spencer and avery have been on the show at different times they had me come out last week to talk u.s soccer after the last round of qualifying um so that was that was a good time i think we did about 40 minutes on u.s soccer which was a blast and yeah if you haven't checked out their podcast it's a lot of fun just covers all things mls a little bit different take on that and now Spencer is working with Kyle Beckerman, so he's getting the inside scoop on some stuff. So you get some of that, and they're getting some, they're getting a few more fun guests lined up on their show. So I, I always appreciate getting to go on the show and talk with them. And if you guys haven't seen it, go check them out. Ashley. I got nothing, guys. I'm so disconnected from the, all of the Disneyland. I haven't even been on Discord. Nothing to plug except for Lily and Wando. There we go. And AFC Richmond. And it won't, honestly. Uh, so we, like I said, <laughs> head over to... Uh, Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> you can do that. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> head over to MLSFancyBoss.com to check out the articles that we have coming out with, of course, this podcast and the uh, ELO rankings and the Discord player poll. Head over to Discord to participate in said player poll and get all the latest news uh, through the pinned articles and updates that we have especially the player injuries call-ups red cards all that good stuff uh, head over to become a part of that community it's super simple you go to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord and finally uh to to ron you're very welcome for the patreon swag that has gone out i only got two things back in the mail that i'll try to reach out to people to see about that so if you have your patreon swag uh share it on twitter i love seeing that i try to retweet that and like it Uh, super appreciate everything you all have done to contribute to this podcast if you would like to learn how to contribute to this podcast head over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash m-l-s-f-i and you can learn more about uh, how to become a member of this Patreon community as well. So thank you so much again, everyone, for listening to us tonight. I hope the quality was much better for everyone. And as always, good luck.